Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. You made it to a Friday? Yeah, it is Friday. Guess what? Friday, December the 1st. That's right. It is a new month, a new day, and a new broadcast. Glad that you joined us today. Hope you will stick around 
for the remainder of the broadcast as we have a little bit of fun between now and the bottom of the hour. And then at the bottom of the hour, well, we're going to have our teaching session. So you don't want to go anywhere. You want to stick around because we're going to have a study in Revelation. We'll pick up at verse number 7 in Revelation 13. So all of you that are and have been studying along, uh, give you a little heads up, and that way you can get prepared for the study when we uh, get ready to uh, start it today. Well, let's see what we got going on. Coming up tonight at CAC, that's right, we got some things coming up. And, of course, uh, we want to make sure that you're involved in those as much as you can be. Uh, we got the CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange coming up. That is tonight at 7 p.m., and that's going to be at the uh, in the CAC dining area. So uh, come on out and be a part of the CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange. Ooh. Also, we got men's meeting coming up. That'll be this coming Monday, December the 4th. And it's always on the first Monday of the month, so keep that in mind. Also, CAC Daily ICAST, we will be celebrating our 10th anniversary right here at CAC Daily ICAST. Online celebration, that'll be Tuesday, December the 5th. We started broadcasting back Monday through Friday in 2013. Yeah, that's a long time ago. We'll tell you how we got started. We'll tell you some of the things that's happened since we got started and what our vision is for the future of CAC Daily ICAST. Also, we have our Christmas program at CAC coming up. That'll be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. We will be uh, taking the kids to Archer Park uh, to see all of the decorations and lights. That'll be Friday, December the 15th. The church will leave, uh, or the van will leave the church the church won't leave, but the band will leave the church at 5 p.m. And Christmas party at the community uh, center, December the 21st, 6 to 8 p.m. Waivers are on the back podium, and uh, parents of children 18 and younger must submit a completed form before the party. Also, CAC New Year's Eve celebration coming up Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. Always a great time as we round the year out. And also, we want to remember all of our prayer requests. We have a list that um, is uh, is uh, pretty long, and uh, of course, uh, we want to uh, we want to always remember uh, that uh, these. Prayer requests are in need of prayer every day, not just some days. So keep that in mind, every day, not just some days. And uh, we want to remember <clears throat> our last 10 we will mention here. Stephanie Evans, Scotty Belcher, Stephanie Casey, Lakin and Eli Polly, Dwayne McCoy, Linus Testerman, Skyla Casey, Mike Isom, Stephen, this is one of our viewers' requests for Stephen and Ginger and also Ginger's baby. Let's just remember all of them. And let's remember uh, those in the nursing home, hospitals at home, wherever they may be. If you have a prayer request, there's several ways you can, um, you can, you know, get in contact with us. And, of course, uh, we want to always remember uh, that you can get in contact with us 
through the prayer line at 606-282-4108, or you can email us at prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will take uh, the word that we study, apply it to our lives, and that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expounding it fully. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all of those on the prayer list. You know their needs, their situations. And, Lord, we know that you can provide for them. You can uh, heal them. You can lift them up. You can encourage them. And, Lord, I just pray that you would do all of that and even more for them. Those watching, I pray that you would go into their homes today and bless them. And, Lord, we're thankful for this broadcast. We're thankful for your blessings, and we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, let's see what we got going on. Um, one of my iPads updated, and now one of the Bible programs decides it uh, does not want to work. But guess what? I've got another iPad with the program on it. So here we go. We're reading our way through the Word of the Lord. You know, if you read your Bible, it is a fascinating book. Second Kings Chapter 15 In the twenty and seventh year of Jeroboam king of Israel began Azariah son of Amaziah king of Judah to reign. Sixteen years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two and fifty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still on the high places. And the Lord smote the king, so that he was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelt in a several house. And Jotham the king's son was over the house, judging the people of the land. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Jotham his son reigned in his stead. In the thirty and eighth year of Azariah king of Judah did Zechariah the son of Jeroboam reign over Israel in Samaria six months. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Shalom the son of Jabesh conspired against him, and smote him before the people, and slew him, and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord which he spake unto Jehu, saying, Thy sons shall sit on the throne of Israel unto the fourth generation. And so it came to pass. Shalom the son of Jabesh began to reign in the nine and thirtieth year of Uzziah king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem the son of Gadai went up from Tirzah, and came to Samaria, and smote Shalom the son of Jabesh in Samaria, and slew him, and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Shalom, and his conspiracy which he made, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Then Menahem smote Tifsah and all that were therein, and the coast thereof from Tirzah, because they opened not to him. 
Therefore he smote it, and all the women therein that were with child he ripped up. In the nine and thirtieth year of Azariah king of Judah began Menahem the son of Gadai to reign over Israel, and reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not all his days from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Paul the king of Assyria came against the land, and Menahem gave Paul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. And Menahem exacted the money of Israel, even of all the mighty men of wealth, of each man fifty shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed not there in the land. And the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menahem slept with his fathers, and Pekahiah his son reigned in his stead. In the fiftieth year of Azariah king of Judah, Pekahiah the son of Menahem began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned two years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. But Pekah the son of Remaliah, a captain of his, conspired against him, and smote him in Samaria, in the palace of the king's house, with Argob and Ariah, and with him fifty men of the Gileadites. And he killed him and reigned in his room. And the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the two and fiftieth year of Azariah king of Judah, Pekah the son of Remaliah began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned twenty years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah king of Israel came Tiglath-Pileser king of Assyria, and took Ijan and Abelbeth-Meacah, and Genoah and Kedish, and Hazer and Gilead and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and carried them captive to Assyria. And Hoshea the son of Elah made a conspiracy against Pekah the son of Remaliah, and smote him and slew him, and reigned in his stead in the twentieth year of Jotham the son of Uzziah. And the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekah the son of Remaliah king of Israel, began Jotham the son of Uzziah king of Judah to reign. Five and twenty years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burned incense still in the high places. He built the higher gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days the Lord began to send against Judah Reason the king of Syria and Pekah the son of Remaliah. And Jotham slept with his fathers, and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. And Ahaz his son reigned in his stead. It is a Friday, y'all. That's right, you made it to a Friday. 
and uh, we just read through 2 Kings chapter 15. And of course, uh, we're trying to get some other things lined up so we can start some new stuff this coming year. And uh, on uh, December the 5th, which is just coming up on about uh, maybe Tuesday, we're going to be celebrating online our online celebration of 10 years that we have been broadcasting Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So, yeah, thank you all for being a part of these um, uh, broadcasts and always, you know, uh, just uh, being faithful. That, that's, that means a lot to me. So I'll give you a hand. And also, uh, we are going to be talking about some of the things that we've uh, done, why we got started, and what's happened since we got started, some of those things. So you want to stick around and be with us next week, as we usually, we take the whole week, so we'll start on Tuesday and finish the whole week talking about some of the things that has happened since we became a little podcast, yeah, podcaster. I call it a daily iCast because iCast is, you know, internet cast. Yeah, I kind of coined that little phrase. Everybody else says this will be the CAC podcast, CAC daily podcast, but I call it the CAC daily iCast. I just got to be different. That's just me. Well, let's see what else we got. Looking outside my window, pain. We got rain in East Kentucky today, and it's going to rain off and on at times. Uh, it will uh, welcome, be welcome due to the drought. So, yeah, 57 for the high today, but rain looks like it's going to be 60 tomorrow and 61 on Sunday, but it's going to rain all weekend. I know. I know. Hang in there. Colder weather's coming. <laughs> it looks like uh, about 49 on Monday, 51 on Tuesday, and then look at Wednesday and Thursday, 40, 47, 53. We got all of that happening through next week. But it is December. That's right, it is December, so we might as well get used to it because uh, snow is just around the corner. If it was cold enough today with all this moisture in there, we would have snow today, but we don't have snow today. We just got rain. In fact, I can show you outside my window pane. You can see that the roads are wet. That's just outside the studio here at CAC Daily iCast. Well, we're glad that you've joined us today and hope that you will stick around because we've got some great stuff lined up for you. And while you say, let's just jump right into our, and of course, we like to do this. This is a little something that we call 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you've got a minute, then, well, you've got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Let's see what today's 60 Seconds is. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 and 16 says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to every one that helpeth with us and laboreth. The church in Achaia addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And then Paul instructs us to submit ourselves to those like the saints in Achaia. Addiction is a powerful thing. In the world, if you hang out with people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs, you are more likely to become addicted to those things yourself. And if you hang out with people in the church who are addicted to the work of the Lord, you are more likely to become addicted to those things. Are you addicted? What time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West coast or around the world that's q95fm.net you can also watch the apostolic voice of phelps television broadcast sundays at 10 a.m on the tri-state cw that's wqcw tv and you can also watch us sundays at 2 and 2 30 p.m on mountaintop media tv and if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service you can still watch us sundays at 2 and 2 30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com well, let's see what we got for today's trivia question. In Mark, what is the name of the man whose daughter Jesus raised from the dead? In Mark, in the book of Mark, what is the name of the man whose daughter Jesus raised from the dead? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was this. It was, um, how many books in the Bible are named after women? And, uh, you got to remember, this is uh, the entire Bible. How many books of the Bible are named after women? Well, out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. With the correct answer, two. That would be Ruth and Esther. 
So, yeah, we give you a hand because you got that correct, and you can get today's correct in the book of Mark. What is the name of the man whose daughter Jesus raised from the dead? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. Hard to believe it's a Friday already. And speaking of Friday, uh, there's a couple of things happening in the community. CAC is having their Christmas ornament exchange in the CAC dining room for the ladies. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. And then tonight at, uh, I'm not even sure if it's 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, there's going to be a Christmas tree lighting in the community. The Christian Community Center is going to light up the Christmas tree. So, We'll see how that works out. And, of course, uh, we want to try to attend that and be a support to our community, let them know that we love them and that we're trying to win them. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see some uh, folks that that, uh, we can just witness to while we're there. And let's see, Kentucky's ban on transgender medical care for minors headed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Here is the Commonwealth Minute with your host, Richard Nelson. And uh, Richard Nelson is the executive director of Commonwealth Policy Center. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The ACLU of Kentucky is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to consider a case against the law banning gender transitions for minors. Now, a U.S. Circuit Court already decided the law's ban on hormones could stay in place, but the ACLU isn't backing down. They're demanding that minors have a right to gender transitions through medical means. However, the ACLU is not considering the physical and mental harm that these life-changing procedures cause. Instead of helping the mind align with biological reality, the ACLU is arguing that a child's body should be manipulated to align with the mind which is still developing in young people. And the courts in this country have traditionally ruled to protect minors from decisions that they cannot truly comprehend. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Policy Center. And, you know, it's headed to the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, what the um, people are trying to argue is, is that... Uh, instead of the mind uh, being counseled and uh, and dealt with concerning whatever gender a person is, they want that child's body to match what its mind says. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, you know, we did a lot of things in rebellion, sometimes to our parents, sometimes to authority. And if something was popular, we jumped on the bandwagon and beat the drum, right? I believe a lot of these kids are being led into just seeing this popularity and uh, they're jumping on the bandwagon, not realizing that once their body is mutilated, once they have really gone to the point of, um, of surgery, uh, that it is um, it is too late. I mean, you've done mutilated your body, and uh, they're trying to match the body to the mind instead of talking to 
kids and counseling with them and telling them, listen, God created male and female. That That's all he created. And God doesn't make mistakes and God doesn't make junk and God does not cause confusion. He's not the author of confusion. So with all of this going on in our world today, don't you think it is time that we start getting some sense about us, our leaders? That's why we got to pray for our leaders and those in authority because they are going down this road of popularity. And uh, I never will forget my, my wife one time was talking and we was just discussing uh, you know, people wanting to be popular and and accepted and all these things, and everybody wants to be accepted and all that. But uh, uh, she said something that that really uh, stuck with me. It, she said, "There's a price to be paid for popularity," and that is true. Well, it is 1029, and you know what that means. It's time for us to take our little break, and we don't want you to touch that any key. We don't want you to go anywhere because we're going to be right back in just a moment. Hang in there with us. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps High, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. We certainly appreciate you 
joining us today, and we hope that you will be blessed by today's broadcast. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and we're studying in Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to pick up at verse number 7. So let's just jump right into the study today, and uh, we hope it'll be a blessing to you and your family. So looking at verse number seven, it says, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth, notice that, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of of the world. Now, I want you to just remember that all them that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Notice, notice that terminology, because that's going to be very important to understand uh, what uh, is is going to happen. Who's go- who is who is it going to happen to? And then it goes on to say, "If any man have an ear, let him hear." Well, I want to I go to the Lord in prayer as we pray today uh, for uh, the uh, uh, study that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with more information and inspiration than we came with. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will take the word, rightly divide it, expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with greater knowledge than we came. I pray, Lord, if we misrepresent or misquote or or, or say anything that your word does not say, that you would forgive us, Lord, and that we would correct it and that we would be able to teach and and give this lesson the way you want it to be. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, when you look at, um, at uh, verse number 7, and we pick up, of course, and we're talking about this authority uh, that that the beast has, uh, this power that the beast has, it seems as if he cannot be defeated. Uh, it seems as if there's nobody greater than than the beast, and it just seems like that all the world, and that's what the Bible says. The Bible says all the world is following the beast, worshiping the dragon, worshiping the beast, and, uh, you know, uh, when you look at that, you have to understand how powerful how persuasive, how luring that this beast is, that all those on the earth, all that dwell on the earth. Now, when you look at this, uh, of course, uh, you know, um, we see that the beast is going to make war against the saints. Now, here's something that a lot of people, uh, and I'll bring this up on the split screen, a lot of people... Uh, question, if the church is already raptured out of here, then who are these saints? And, um, you know, if the church is not raptured, then it's talking about the church. And since that is the question, if you believe the church was raptured out prior to this, then you know 
uh, and understand that these saints are not the church saints, but people left behind, Jewish people, you know, other people left behind after the rapture. Because you got to always remember the Lord is going to deal with Israel in a different way in the end time than he deals with all of us today, Jew, Gentile, bond free. Uh, we all got to repent. We all got to get baptized in Jesus' name. We all got we all got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. But in the end time, the thing is going to be against Israel. The war is going to be against the people of Israel. A time of Jacob's troubles. Uh, Jacob being Israel, of course. But looking at this, we see that this uh, satanic persecution during the Great Tribulation period is um, is coming against God's people. If you remember uh, yesterday when we studied, we talked about how that uh, the dragon and, and and the beast blasphemed against the name of God, the tabernacle of God, and uh, all those in heaven. So uh, I believe, just uh, from my studies, that uh, this is not talking about the church being here, but this is talking about those that are God's people. And uh, that's why the, the uh, you know, the, the satanic influences of the end time is going to be focused on blaspheming the name of God, the tabernacle of God, and those in heaven. So keep that in mind. Now, it was granted unto him to make war with the saints, and the sad part is, look there, to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So now we see a broader picture that the uh, the uh, beast is given power to overcome, overcome the saints, and and overcome those that uh, are on this earth. And and power was given him over all. When when I see the word all, that means everything. That means over everything. Uh, all is inclusive of everything. Like just like when we say that Jesus has all power, all power in heaven and earth is in his hands. Well, we know that that means all. That's not just a portion of power, some power or a little bit of power. That's all power. Uh, if, if he is all knowing, that means there's nothing that he doesn't know. If he's all powerful, that means there is nothing he lacks in power. And, uh, you know, uh, if he's, uh, everywhere at all times, then we know that he is omnipresent, which means he can be anywhere at any time all the time because he never he never leaves. He's always there. So looking at that, uh, when I see this word all, all power, all power is uh, given him over all kindreds, and tongues and nations at this particular time. I guess we could just say power was given unto him, uh, and that's what the word uh, begins to say. And let's just go.
go back to verse number uh, seven at the top and read it through. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power, not, not all power. I, I, I just want to stress that power was given him over what all kindreds and tongues and nations and all that dwell upon the earth. Now this is important. This this tells you how persuasive this beast is, how powerful this beast is, how how people are so easily persuaded to follow power, authority, influence. I said yesterday in the broadcast, a lot of folks, uh, they are mesmerized by people who are influential, powerful, uh, have money, influence, all these things. They're, they're mesmerized by that. Uh, I, I just gave you illustration. I, I gave you illustration. If we said an evangelist was going to come to CAC Wednesday night and preach, you know, we probably would have our regular crowd. But if I said, the uh, the uh, the president of the United States is going to be at our church on Wednesday, then it would be packed out. Why? Because people are drawn to power, authority, influence, and that's what the beast has. That's what the beast will have. He will have power, authority, and influence. And so all that dwell upon the earth. Look at that. That's very important to understand. All that dwell upon the earth shall what? Worship him. Shall worship him. Now, that is something that um, Satan has always wanted. He's always wanted worship. He's always wanted influence. He always wanted power. He always wanted to sit on the throne. So we see that all are going to worship him. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. And then, of course, we got that little comma, and it says, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So remember, God's people, the people of Israel, they they are so many sealed, um, He's dealing with them in a different way. And so when you look at this, you understand that all the people that are not his people are going to be following and worshiping. And I cannot stress enough that word worship. They're going to be worshiping the beast. That's a pretty powerful thing to talk about. Well, uh, when you talk about um, you know these um, these saints, um, if you believe in pre-tribulation rapture, then you believe that these are saints uh, or God's people uh, who uh, you know are uh, called and chosen and and uh, dealt with after the church is gone. If that's if that's you believe in the pre, uh, you know, in the rapture, pre-tribulation. Uh, of course, those who believe in post-tribulation, which means after the great tribulation, uh, you believe that these saints are God's people who are on earth before the final rapture. Well, uh, 
it, that would include what we would call the church. Jesus said of the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if this group of saints is overcome by Satan, how is that scripture standing firm? You know, if the Bible, and the Bible does say this, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We shout about that. We preach that. We clap our hands to that. We give a hallelujah to that. And if that is something that you truly believe, then you cannot believe that these saints that are overcome is the church. Because how can the church be overcome? How can the church be overcome? Because look what it says. It says all the uh, world will worship him that's left upon the earth, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, if you look at that in the in the context of of the entirety, remember, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So if we believe that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, then we know that this is not talking about the church because the church can't be overcome. The church cannot be defeated. The church cannot be brought under to worship false idols and uh, gods with little g's. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. You see, uh, this worship is going to be uh, something that's going to cost those that worship the beast more than they're able to pay because they are whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. How will all who dwell on earth worship him? Well, um, a lot of people says this about, about that. It will probably be after the pattern of the worship demanded by the Roman emperors in the days of the early church. There were times in the early church when all residents in the empire were required to burn a pinch of incense before the statue of Caesar and say, Caesar is Lord. So how's all the world going to worship? Well, it's going to be commanded, and they're going to do it because they're afraid not to. Don't we live in a world that um, uh, is being monitored? Every move we make is monitored. You go uh, drive, you know, in any city, there's cameras. You uh, uh, have, and I don't know if you know this or not, but you have uh, uh, the modern smart TVs that are able to listen to your voice and conversation, and that's how they send certain advertisements your way. Now there's a there's an off button, but uh, you know who's to say they can't override it. We just had something uh, come out a few years back about 
you know, with uh, a certain smartphone, how that it was listening to conversations. So with that said, and, and uh, kind of uh, following your every move, where you were, where you went, all those things. So are not we in a time where we can understand how that if it is commanded for all the world to worship him, how that those that don't comply will be hunted down, killed, all these things. Can't we see that now? That's It's becoming more plain, I think, as we study along. So it's it's hard to imagine a dominating world leader demanding such a declaration of allegiance and worship. But think about Lenin. Stalin, um, Hitler, and Mao, all of those people were dictators who demanded to be followed. And and you could say demanded to be worshipped. Not only what they said, what they did, um, you know, they, they demanded that people follow that and submit to that. So So we can see how this is uh, feasible. And, and I would like to just say uh, the book of life contains contains the names of all God's redeemed. Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. The idea that worshiping the beast and having your name in the book of life are mutually exclusive. Now, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, well, we all know this is talking about Jesus we all know this is the plan that Jesus is going to be the lamb given so we can be redeemed. So God's plan of redemption was set in place before he even created the beings who would be redeemed. God in his foreknowledge knew the end from the beginning. Now that's hard for us to understand, right? Because we say, well, if God knew that Adam and Eve would mess up, then why did he allow them to mess up? Why did he allow the serpent in the garden? And then other people say, well, if, if God knew that, uh, you know, uh, cancer was going to be running rampant, why didn't he eradicate it? If God knew, uh, that the church was going to be persecuted, why didn't he, uh, rescue them and keep them from all of that? And, and, you know, all of those questions are just questions of man. It's not questions that, that are even, worthy to be debated because God is in charge. God knows the end from the beginning, but he also wants you and me to be a free moral agent, which we can make our own decisions. You know, if God made us serve him, like the beast is going to demand the people to serve him, then God would be like um, a dictator but God loves you and me so much, he's willing to let us make a choice. Do we want to serve him or not serve him? Do we want to follow him or not follow him? It's up to you and me. And that's how much the Lord loves us. He gives us the choice. Well, the beast is not going to give a choice. No, this is not going to be a choice. So when we look at this, and I want to kind of just close with this today, 
I want to kind of give us a kind of a reiteration, uh, kind of a recap, if you will, of uh, of what uh, we've been studying, because I think it's important that you understand um, this uh, these events. Um, up until this point, uh, we see that the, the beast rises up out of the sea, uh, which means chaotic events, which means it's going to be a terrible time, a chaotic time, an evil time. Um, this beast is going to be empowered by Satan, satanic influences. This beast will be worshipped by the world. Now, I think that's important to understand because it's going to be worshipped by the world. He starts out as a peacemaker, and this is where the deception comes in. The beast starts out as, oh, I'm going to bring peace upon the earth. I've got the answer to the economy. I've got the answer to wars. We're going to eradicate wars. We're going to take care of a a one-world government. We're going to take care of one-world currency. Uh, You don't have to worry about somebody stealing anything because the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell without it. So we're going to do away with money. We're going to do away with with the possibility of your uh, bank accounts getting hacked and all these things. Think about all this. And then he emerges as an ultimate military power. He has a government that is uh, comprised of kingdoms. His um, weakness, if there's any weakness in his kingdom, um, sometimes will cause him problems. Daniel chapter 2, verse 41 through 43, and chapter 11, verses 40 through 44. It's represented by a beast in uh, with seven heads, I should say, seven heads, seven Mountains of Rome, if you will. Revelation 17, 9 and verse number 18 also. And ten horns, which means ten kingdoms. And you can find that in Daniel chapter 7, verse 24. Remember, we said Daniel and Revelation study it together. And Revelation 17 and 12. This shows us a revived, holy Roman empire. If you can recall it that, or if you can uh, call it that, um, we see that it is a religious world government. Seven mountains of Rome. Rome's going to play a part in the end time. The beast will blaspheme God. Blasphemy can be defined as calling God Human things divine and divine things human, but it also is calling good things evil and evil things good. So calling anything that God does or is evil, uh, then that's blasphemy. So keep that in mind. He persecutes those that have faith in God. He makes them breaks a seven-year covenant with the Jews involving the temple and peace. He starts out with peace in the middle of the Great Tribulation. After three and a half years, he breaks off that peace and starts doing things that causes Israel to know, oh, this is not the Christ 
This is the Antichrist. And then we see he will control the world's economy. Think about what's going on. And I know that our time is up for today, but I just want you to think about this. The push for a green energy. Okay. America is starting to tear down cold fire power plants. Our power bills are higher because of that. We're having to pay for that decommissioning of those power plants as well as the power that we have to now purchase. Um, other countries are falling into this idea that we need to quit burning coal, we need to quit burning fossil fuels, do away with oil and gas and go electric. But you know who's not doing that? You know who's not submitting to that? China. Think about this. If we as the U.S. and other countries of the world fall into this category that, yes, it's for the good of mankind and we're going to, you know, save the planet, and then one country does not, who's going to have the power? Who's going to have the authority? Who's going to control the economy? See, nobody wants to talk about this. You won't hear this on on Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS. You, You won't hear this on that, but you'll hear it right here. You know why? Because who's going to control the economy? The person that has the most power. Economic power, our power grid. You know, if everybody's tearing down their coal fire power plants and, and you know, you know where a lot of the U.S. coal is going now, it's not being burnt here in the U.S. It's being shipped out of the country. Why? Because some countries are not going to submit and they're going to have the power while we're sitting without power, without stability of power. How easy is it to invade a country that cannot stay warm enough or cool enough to overcome adversity? Who can't, doesn't have an economy of its own, that somebody else is controlling the economy. Think about all that as we come to a close. I know we went over just about five minutes today, but... I want us to always remember some of the things we're hearing today, some of the things that uh, is going on in the name of of green energy. Um, we have to be careful because if we're not careful, we will fall victim. Could I say that? We could fall victim. And... Uh, I just want to uh, I just want to close with this because I think it's important because we are truly making our way toward the end time. I believe that, don't you? Let's go to the Lord in prayer because this beast is going to control the economy, the world's economy. He's going to set himself up as God. 
He has a wound that is healed, but he will be defeated. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the study today. I pray, Lord, that we have expounded the word fully, rightly divided the word of truth. If we have mistakenly said anything wrong or in the wrong context, forgive us, Lord, and help us to make it correct. Lord, we know that we are heading to the end time. Help us, Lord, not to be people that want to wait and see, but people that want to serve you today. Help us, Lord, to do what is right, always and forever. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen. certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching today. I tell you, this is a powerful study in the book of Revelation. Just understanding what is coming upon this earth and what is getting ready to happen. And uh, are, are we telling people to prepare for this? I'm telling you to prepare today. Prepare today. Serve the Lord today. Don't wait. If you feel the Lord tugging at your heart, you give your life to Jesus today. You, you start repenting today. Don't, don't think, oh, well, I'll wait until I see some of this stuff just to make sure it's ready. You know what you're saying when you do that? You're saying, I, I don't believe none of this is real, but if, it's, if I see it, then I'll believe it and I'll start doing something about it. But again, I've always said this and will always believe this. Every time you reject Jesus, your heart becomes a little harder. And the next thing you know, you become so hard-hearted that you don't want to know nothing about Jesus, hear nothing about Jesus. You don't want to serve Jesus. You'll even deny there is a God. Well, when we start looking at the end-time events, I want to know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and when the church is raptured out of here, I'm going with it, right? Amen, amen. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running today. And if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. In Mark, what is the name of the man whose daughter Jesus raised from the dead? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we will have the results on Monday's broadcast. Well, everybody have a great day and enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock, CAC ladies going to have their ornament exchange. And then this weekend, we hope to see you in service. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney 
and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.